hello. So I saw this movie called Licorice Pizza a while ago. Actually, it was Christmas, I think. Christmas Day we went. Um, it had really good reviews. Didn't really know what it was about, but I just couldn't. I couldn't go see um, The Matrix and just risk my money going down the drain like that. So found a movie with really good reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. And so there's this story uh, about a young man and a young girl. I'm going to focus on the, the girl. Her name is Alana. And she's just this, she's my spirit animal. Alana is my spirit animal. So she's like this 23, 20-something-year-old woman who is, you know, just finding her way. She's a Jewish girl from a very traditional Jewish Jewish family but she meets this young kid who's like a super hustler and she kind of gets caught up with him and all his business ideas and she becomes his like main partner and yeah disgustingly they kind of fall in love so yeah it's like a taboo kind of movie but throughout the movie she's just making crazy decisions and living her best life like in a very free way and it's just like I've never been able to be in my early 20s and just been able to like blow in the wind and so I'm watching this girl who's just like you know doing whatever she wants to do even with this like traditional Jewish family she's kind of like the black sheep and she just marches to the beat of her own drum and I just loved her so much that I'm kind of doing this podcast about her (laughs) but of course the point is that there's a scene in the movie where she has dinner with like a little boyfriend that she another guy that she's dating brings him home and um basically he's not a Jewish guy and he actually even says you know he's an atheist to her father at the dinner table and it's like very taboo like what you don't say that they just did like a crazy Jewish prayer and then you're saying you're an atheist so you know um her family's looking at her like yeah you're just a major yeah f up (laughs) I'll say that they run out the house uh after dinner and she's kind of like talking to him and pissed off and there's a point where she's like hey are you circumcised then you're a Jew And it's funny because, like, that legit was the way in biblical times that you were defined as a Jew or a Gentile, right? And so, technically today, if you're circumcised, you're a Jew. Anyway, I wanted to go over a scripture, a passage that I want to read because... It really breaks down down the idea that you don't get to just you don't get to salvation or this high standard of exclusivity to a group just because you've done like some physical practice, right? Like it's deeper than your skin color. It's deeper than being born into something, your last name. Um, it really is about where your heart is, right? Um, and you can you can take that and use it in many ways, right? 
Like wherever your heart stands is where you stand. Like even in a family, like there, like again, the idea of the black sheep, there's always gonna be someone in the family that doesn't feel they belong and then they take on this different identity. Like you have friendships where friends, they they separate off. They don't feel like they belong anymore. Um, in a marriage, you know, you get married, but just cause your last name is, you know, on someone's marriage certificate or whatever, like a person can really feel disconnected from that and move on. So it's like, where does your heart stand? That's what defines who you are um, in in any relationship to uh, religion or friend or family, whatever. So I'm going to read a, a passage from Romans chapter 2, verses 25 through 29. And this is about circumcision of the heart. For circumcision benefits you if you observe the law. But if you are a lawbreaker, your circumcision has become uncircumcision. Therefore, if an uncircumcised man keeps the law's requirements, will his uncircumcision not be counted as circumcision? A man who is physically uncircumcised, but who fulfills the law, will judge you who are a lawbreaker in spite of having the letter of the law in circumcision. For a person is not a Jew who is one outwardly. A true circumcision is not something visible in the flesh. On the contrary, a person is a Jew who is inwardly and circumcision is of the heart by the spirit, not the letter. That man's praise is not from men, but from God. Um, I wanted to bring up this passage because to me it speaks volumes to what we think about as traditional like beliefs around our uh, religious um, affiliations. Because, you know, you always have people who say, I'm a Christian. Are you saying that because you're, you were born in America <laughs> and you're one nation under God? Like, is that it? Or are you a Christian because you really believe in like following Christ's teachings? And really, that's just to love others and love God, right? That's really the, the foundation of Christ's teachings um, to get beyond all the physical appearances and get down to the heart of the matter. And so... This brings me to another another view of this, which is you have plenty of people who feel like, oh, I'm not religious, but I'm spiritual or I'm atheist, but I still have a moral code. Right. It's kind of like in this passage. If you're a lawbreaker or if you're a, if you keep the law like that is really the definition of like who is covered under grace and who is not here. If you're keeping the law, you're loving others, you're loving God in the sense of you're honoring, you know, the the law, right? And and even biblically like you're supposed to follow the law of the land as well, right? So it's kind of like if you're honoring your mother if you're committed to your wife, like if you're following these commands, these simple 10 commandments or two commandments that, I, you know, that Jesus kind of rectifies the 300 Mosaic laws with these two commandments, then it's like you're you fall under that grace. And so we don't have to be confined to like these physical 
attributes of what we feel like we're affiliated with or not. It's about the heart. Where does your heart stand? Um, And I think that that passage is a beautiful way of kind of opening that umbrella, you know, to everyone that keeps the law. It doesn't matter if you're a Buddhist. It doesn't matter if you're a Hindu or a Muslim, because at the end of the day, when your heart is in the right place, that covers you here. It just does. And I know that Christianity likes to be really exclusive around Christ. But the point of Christ is his message around love, right? And so I think that it's a beautiful passage that really helps encompass like God's grace um, and how how merciful he is because he does not have a respect of person. He just doesn't. He's really looking for a pure heart. And um, and I think that that's what we should all be striving for. Um, and so I'll just leave it there. Um, always striving after the circumcision of the heart, you know, because I guess I won't leave it there. I'll add one more thing here, which is there are sins of the heart, right? That no one will ever see. And I know we're all guilty of that, right? Like I constantly have terrible thoughts. Like I hate everything and everyone a lot of the time. And I know Jesus says, if you can hate a man in your heart, it's like you can kill him. Yeah, I'm low key a killer. So it's like, I have to constantly check myself about like, you know, my thoughts and, um, I'm just always looking to strive after that circumcision of the heart because there are sins that, you know, it's not about fornication or adultery all the time or, you know, it's it's literally your thoughts. Where are your thoughts? Where is your heart? Those are things no one can see. But that doesn't mean that you can't be terrible, you know, and it's like in, in your relationships, like. You strive to be your authentic self as much as you can, but sometimes you can't because you want to be kind. Like, you don't want to say everything you're feeling and thinking because it could be terrible, right? And so, and yes, there's a way to say and do anything, but at the end of the day, you just really, I know I'm really always striving to just like, why do I feel this way? Why do I feel so terrible about a person? Like, I need to like figure out how I'm stri- how I can strive after peace um, always. And so I need to figure that out for myself. Um, And it's a mental thing that it will never be a physical thing because I will never maybe share certain things. There are plenty of thoughts I have that I don't share. And I'm actually a very open person and I'm very opinionated, but there's still plenty I do keep between myself and God, specifically more lately, because I just understand that lots of things you can just keep between you and God, right? And so God will work with me on those things that me and him are working on. (laughs) So I'll leave it there. Have a beautiful day. I'm about to go do Zumba and get a massage at the mall. Yeah, like turn up Saturday. Have a good one. Bye.